Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. We are live at Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine's Fit Fest down at the U of M campus, and we are having a ball. Uh, this is uh, we we did have a caller. We had Diane who wanted to sneak in a question from the Ask Stephanie portion, so we thought we'd take her. Diane, are you there? I am. Hi, Thanks Diane. My, hi, Steph. Thanks for taking my call, guys. I enjoy your show. Oh, thanks. I what can we do for you? I have a challenging uh, question for me, not for you, I don't think. Um, I need to buy a birthday gift for someone who really enjoys pale ale and would like a crafted kind, I believe. I have no clue, and I don't want to bring him somewhere. I want to purchase and bring to him. Any ideas where I could go? And what I do. Of- good, good, good. I'm ready. So here's the plan. Where are you located? Okay, you're going to have to drive to Northeast Minneapolis to a brand new store called Omnibulous. Omnibibulous, it's called. Omnibibulous. And what they do is they only sell beer and craft cocktails and wine, craft distilling, made in the state of Minnesota. And they will help you put is it together. A liquor store? It is a liquor store. Okay. They will help you put together a six pack of all India pale ales made in the state of Minnesota from different brewers. And you can buy singles. So you can have a six pack of variety. Oh, how wonderful. Perfect. Yeah. And the woman who owns her, her name's Michelle. So just go in there and say, Michelle, the weekly dish said you could help me, and she will help you put it together. Perfect. I knew Omnibibulous. I knew. I knew um, is it omnibibulous um, or, or I can't omnibibulous? Say it, but I, it's it out. omnibibulous. And apparently the word means someone who drinks lots of different varieties of alcohol. <laughs> it's not my favorite name, I'm not going to lie, but I it mean... is uh, a great store. And it just opened, and that will be a good place for you so to it's check out. Ombibulous. Ombibulous. O M B I B U L O U S. I didn't say that, but that's no. what I meant. Yes, that's. <laughs> I just wanted because if you're googling that's it, the what other. I spelled, so okay. You must have um, there you go. Ambibulous. You're right. all set. All right. Perfect. Thank all right. you. Thanks, Diane. All right, you guys. Guess what? It's time for top two in hour two. Give me the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now the weekly dish presents top two, top two, the top two. Pick your best two. In hour two. All right, give me two. With him, with him, with him. All right, you guys, this is the time of the show that we pick two things that we are loving so, so much and want to share with you. So I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to let you know that we have uh, that we have um, a great linguine and clam situation that I have found. Oh, because I love linguine and clams. And don't you love ordering it? But then also the saddest part is when you don't get the kind you like. Because to me, it's like if it's too swimming in sauce or if it's like in a big, thick situation or the clams are too little and chopped to death. I just, it makes me sad. So I want to tell you that I found for me a great linguine and clams at Red Sauce Rebellion out in Excelsior. Okay. Is it like red sauce clams, nope. white sauce, nope. it is wine so sauce? Linguine. So it is yep. linguine, that lovely flat noodle in a white wine garlic butter sauce. Okay. That's perfect. Exactly. But it's the, the key to me is that I don't want it to be like... 
I don't want it to be like a ladle of sauce in a soupy situation. This is barely clinging to the linguine. This is just a lovely. And then, because here's the deal. They have the pancetta cut into little squares, little cubes of I like that. fatty, beautiful, salty pancetta. And then chili flake. So you want that saltiness and that spice. And then there's full clams in shell. I want the in shell. Okay. This is for me a perfect linguine and clams. And for some reason, I start to crave that in the springtime. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like I'm done with red sauces as being hearty and I'm thinking more of like yeah, white Yeah, I don't know either, but why not? I know. So that's my first one. Do you want me to go in the second or you got none No, I think I have come up with something that <laughs> I, I had one and I'm still trying to come up with the other one, but I think I got it. So it reminded me, I did a, a Makers of Minnesota podcast with a company called Cook Cookies. Yes. And her, the woman's name is Sue Cook. And she would make these like healthy cookies for her daughter who was a cyclist. Okay. And you know, she brought it in and I'm looking at the package and there's like a little window and you can see the cookie in there. And I'm like, Oh, another dusty cookie, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. kind of like all oh, these yeah. sometimes bars and stuff are too dry. Right. I opened up the, she's got a double chocolate version and it was so moist and tasty and delicious and it's healthy. So like you could give it, it's grab and go. You could give it to your kids on the go. So I just, and I opened it and I tasted it. I said, God, I was so worried this was just going to be dry and dusty. And she's yeah. laughing. She's like, you did? I'm like, yes, a lot of them are. This is delicious. So cook cookies. Cook the cookies. dark chocolate version. Okay. And can you buy them like at the grocery store? You can. They have okay. them at like the co-ops. They have them at Whole Foods. They have them in Hy-Vee's. Okay. Cook cookies. Cook cookies. I love it. Okay. Um, the next one I'm just going to say is we're going to talk about fish fries. So because it is fish All fry right. season. And, you know, normally I know you linked out on Twitter uh, the list from, I think, like 2014. It was actually 2014. Was it? It was because that was the list. That was the 2014 list that we linked in to 2015. And then someone's like, what about 2018? And I was like, you know what? The funny thing is there's not a lot that changes anymore. Like we've kind of hit that peak of fish fry. And now it's just back to the churches, the VFWs and the same old bars that do it. So, so I think I would say like probably what is new is Red Cow because I really do. That's think on the list. Fry. Is it really? Yeah. Good? Yeah. Um, West 7th Street Social. They do a great fish fry on West 7th and St. Paul. Yep. Busters on 28th did an all you can eat fish fry last night. And that was a really and I don't know if they're doing it the whole Lenten season, mm-hmm. but they did it last night. And I think that's a great idea. What to you? I mean, I know we're going to talk about fish fry here, but what yeah. to you makes a great fish fry? To me, it has to be, I think it should be all you can eat. Like, well, here's the difference. If you're going to go to a church, I want it to be an all you can eat situation. And I want there to be paper plates and people sitting together and all that kind of stuff. And bread with the little knobs of butter. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And all those kind of things. And then at, and then if it's not a church, if it's a bar, I want a good beer to go with it. A recommendation, but I don't have to have all you can eat if it's at a restaurant. I just want that if it's in a church basement for some reason. Do you want fries or do you want like potato pancakes? I don't care. I don't care. You don't care no. in that essence? I okay. would just like a, a crispy fry on the fish. That's my big thing. And and some sort of like a tartar sauce or something on the side. All right. That would so, be my thing. All right. So I will say that St. Albert the Great is the one that is, of course, the church basement, the Catholic church basement in South Minneapolis that everybody loves and they continue to knock it out of the park. So if you're looking for a good church basement, St. Albert the Great is where to go. All right. All right. What's your second? Um. Okay. My second is any cookie. <laughs> I've done, done two cookie a, picks. You're on a cookie trend. Any cookie made by Michelle Guy or Salty Tart. Okay. And the reason I say this is we went to an event 
uh, the frozen outdoor event, and I walked past. I was doing Whole30, and I walked past this table that had, like, a half a plate of cookies left. I mean, the table was decimated. There was just nothing there. Yeah. And I looked at this cookie, and it was an oatmeal cherry cookie. And I thought, huh, only one person makes the oatmeal cherry cookie like that, and it is Michelle Geyer. And people just don't know because they're like, oh, oatmeal cookies. Because sometimes oatmeal cookies can, again, look dry and dusty. Yeah. It was delicious, and I basically snuck it into my pocket (laughs) and then went around the corner, grabbed a glass of champagne, and stood there and ate... I had a moment by myself with one of Michelle Geyer's cookies and some champagne. And then I saw her later and I told her about the moment. She goes, yeah, she goes, we really do make good cookies. I'm like, yes, you do, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I know. It's cookies. all good. It's all good. Um, I will say that it's really funny that you have two cookie picks. I Well, and one is, is like. You, are you off of Whole30? Let's just be clear. Are you still dabbling in it or what's your deal? I'm trying to answer honestly. I am Whole30-ish. Yep. I have drank. Quite a lot. And I've determined that beer is not my friend. Yes. It just makes me feel... I gain like three pounds of beer. It's just not right. So there's that. Um, And I'm getting ready to go on vacation tomorrow. Yeah. For two weeks. So I'm not sure. Is that a good answer? (laughs) You know what what that is? That's a real answer. And I might have to honestly come back to it full scale in March. I don't know. I I have a goal by my birthday. I would like to lose 10 more pounds. Okay. And in order to do that, I'm going to... And your birthday is at the end of May. It is. So it's three months. I've got some time and I can do it sensibly, but I'm going to have to get some seriousness going. Okay. It's my 50th birthday and I don't want to go past 50. I want to like do something once, you know? Yeah. God, this is a big day today. This is... Seven year cancer free, heading into the 50th birthday. You know. All right. Well, I love it. Well, and maybe you can get some inspiration here at FitFest on how to do that best. Yes. I think that's a good idea. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some fermented foods and how that can help keep you fit. And uh, then we're also going to have Luke Shimp on the radio. So we will be right back. This is The Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are being joined by Paul Retain from the Northwest Health Services University. And, Paul, you were on with us at FitFest a couple years ago. I was. And you are, you are uh, you're a nutritionist and a teacher uh, and a scholar and a, yeah, a, a father and all sorts <laughs> of things, right? Wow, well, you're a lot. Technically, I'm a naturopathic doctor. <laughs> okay. So trained as a general practitioner, but what's in my toolbox is completely different. Vitamins, it's- minerals, diet, stress management, lifestyle management. That's what I do. And then I teach nutrition at Northwestern Health Sciences University. That's so great. So now you gave a class already today about fermented foods. Yes. And talk to us a little bit about why are fermented foods important to a healthy diet? So fermented foods. So uh, it's the whole probiotic thing. So this idea that the bacteria that is in our system is protective for us so that it may help with the immune system. It may help with you know, lactose intolerance. It helps with, uh, you know, antibiotic problems, problems with antibiotics. And, you know, this idea that the microbiome is such an important part of our health. Yeah. That it, it's a signal we carry around, you know, 90% of the cells in our body are bacterial or fungus and organ in our gut. Only 10% is human. So is that why, like, they say you make your serotonin in your gut, right? So your brain health, too? 
True. So there's that gut-brain connection that we talk about, or the second brain. We talk about this being the second, the gut being the second brain. And so we have all this serotonin. We have a lot of things going on in that gastrointestinal tract, and there's sort of that cross-communication. That's what's going on in your gut is affecting your brain, and vice versa. If you're under stress, that affects your digestive tract as well. And the microbiome may sort of be the fingerprint of that, if that makes sense, that, mm -hmm. you know, that characteristic of all these different bacteria that we have living in our system. And fermented foods are going to help us get balanced or well that's that's the idea that's the debate so the question is oh if i eat fermented foods that's going to repopulate my 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 microbiome not sure right i mean we're not really clear on that that i can take one specific strain and that's going to really sit in my gi tract so it's maybe more of an indirect thing so the idea of eating fermented foods may sort of create an environment that's more hospitable rather than you know the detrimental. food itself yeah, yeah correct yeah, yeah. right so talk to us a little bit about you brought some things to try ah yes let's talk it let's do a little taste testing right all right we're going to do the you want to do the kvass yeah. first let's do, tell us what kvass is because i think a lot of people know what kombucha is yep it has become we were just talking that my very first kombucha was the gt synergy kombucha yes and of course that was like what i mean when we first tried that stuff it was like oh my god I'm just slogging vinegar straight into my body. <laughs> and I remember my kids were like, what's that mushroom juice you're drinking? Yeah. And it was a little scary. But now it's kombucha's kind of become de rigueur. I mean, it's like it's a mainstream thing. Huge. It's yeah. everywhere. It's a monster Ready product. to drink. The, the ready to drink market. Right. It's, it's, it's But enormous. is it good? And well, what do so we it's expect? raw and it's fermented. So the idea is there is live bacteria in there, kind of like yogurt, right? So yogurt is sort of thought of as a health food, yep. and it's available everywhere, and it's got probiotics. It's good for us. Now we're doing that with kombucha. But the question with yogurt is, is it really yogurt or is it candy, right? Is it health oh, food because it puts yeah. so much sugar after the fact? And they right. can still do that with a kombucha. Right, because you ferment the kombucha, because it's black tea, you add sugar to it, you put that mushroom, that scoby on it, yeah. you let it sit, and then you keep tasting it. And if you let it go too long, it tastes like vinegar. So yeah. you're trying to get that right balance between sweet and sour, and then you stop that. But then what companies will do is then they'll add sweetness afterwards. So they'll add some juice. And if you taste kombucha, some of them are sweeter than others. Yeah. Right? And, and is that good? Is it bad? Is it enough sugar so I'll drink vinegar? Right. right. Or, what's the least right. what's amount your... I need to be able to tolerate that? So, again, it's a individual palate thing. Do you feel like, though, that there's a movement? Like, do you feel like what happens is, like, kombucha comes out, everybody loves it, and then it gets refined by companies, and all of a sudden it loses its potency? Yeah, well, I, I still think it's raw and fermented. So, so the it's question, still got the good I, stuff, I, too. Yeah, right? it's still going to be how much. So how long did they ferment it? And this is the problem is that we don't have any definitive you know, um, amount of bacteria that you're getting. Okay. This is certainly a problem in yogurt that they say live active cultures, yeah. which means it has to have a certain amount at manufacture. So kombucha doesn't have any standards on that. They're like, well, is there even any in there? Maybe, maybe a little bit, maybe a lot. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so now tell us what kvass is. Kvass. So yes. kvass is that Russian peasant drink. Yeah. So they used to make it with rye bread. So they would use rye bread and they would ferment rye bread. I use the beets, so it's made with beets. <laughs> right. So beet kvass. It is not sweet at all. So that, that you got to be aware of that. Kombucha, you're used to the sweetness. So the, the kvass, you'll, and it's a shorter ferment as well, too. So you cut up beets, and you're using some kind of starter, some kind of whey. It's water. I make my own. I put lemon in it. I put salt in it. Lemon actually brightens it a bit. So, and, then it, and it ferments in about three days, and you're done. So, so it's is a this quick ferment. what you made? 
No, I didn't bring what I made. Okay, I brought, so, this I bought, is, so this is kind of a version. So I do this at home with my seven-year-old. So this is, you know, this is our, our little treat. He'll be like, Daddy, kvass, kvass, because I got it at home. Yep. The thing is, uh, so we put it in little shot glasses. We okay. have little Metal Dixie shot cups. glasses. Yep. And we got to go, we have to say, l'chaim. Okay, l'chaim, l'chaim, clink. And then chug it. Chug it. Then upside down. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> I got to say, that's salty. It's salty. I like salty. it. Salty ginger. I like it. And then upside down, right? You leave the little All right, well, pink I ring yeah, on I your... Say. So that's the whole tr- that's the whole ritual we find. Okay, it's a little so too gingery for me. If you, I make it, I don't put ginger in. But do you is this something that you drink like you would drink every day as like a supplement like this, yeah, or the, is this a thing that you would like have a glass of? Yeah, I mean, I would have a glass. I think of it as a tonic. Yeah. Right. So it's something that you do, and you don't. I mean, I'm not going to sit. Well, it's not. It's not even that I wouldn't drink a glass of it. It's just a another variety. But it again, you can two to tell. Five shots it's a day. Salty. It's sour. There's no sweetness to it. Hey, so there's that ferment. It's a sip it, shoot it, or boost your favorite recipes, but you'll be hooked once your body discovers a savory drink. This is called Farmhouse Culture Gut Shots. You can get this. I'll, I've seen this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll That's, put this on everywhere. our weekly dish show it's page everywhere. so yeah. you can see the one that so, we But tried. not sweet. And I'm really interested in trying to get that, 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 sugar that bliss level down? point down. Okay. So start with the unsweetened. And then if you have to sweeten a little bit, that's fine. You're doing the sweetness. Don't let the food industry sweeten it. I think that's a key because you can always add, and you know what you're adding to with sugar. If you're adding yes. honey, then maybe that is a better you know, sweetener for you. Or if you're adding you know, a little bit of maple syrup or something, that may be better than the companies who throw in all this synthetic sugar, too. Right. You know right, what I mean? I right, right, like right. That. Is that you have a synergy or so there's a synergy that has chia seeds in it? It's Can got we chia try seeds. that? Oh yeah, have you and had the chia seeds? Well, she is OD'd on chia seeds. Ah, this woman has had so much chia <laughs> that it has caused her but health problems. Okay, here's the deal. So my wife can't stand the chia seeds in there, but my son and I love it. But yeah. I'm, I'm a texture guy. I'm like a tapioca guy. Like tapioca pudding's my favorite thing. But I get those seeds in there and I suck them between my teeth. I and want you, that, that as I want fun. That. That's fun for you. Yes, that's fun for me. It's something to do, right? Yeah. Does this one have a lot of sugar? And- so let's let's look at the sugar content on there. So I think so they they the synergy again. We don't really know is that they do that second ferment where they add this they add the sugar after they've fermented it. Eight grams. So it's it's per yeah. Serving. So it's eight grams per serving. That's a cup. Eight, eight ounces. So a it's cup? got some. Eight, yeah, eight fluid ounces. So oh, two, I see. So sixteen in the whole bottle. You yep, drink yep. the bottle at sixteen. Still less than what you're going to get in Coke or fruit juice or something yeah. like that. But it's still, it's it's somewhat sweet. You can tell. Yeah, it's like drinking gelatinous Kool Aid. Gelatinous Kool Aid. I mean, it's very sweet. Are you texture person? Do you like that? <laughs> do you like those uh, seeds in there? They're all right. Oh, I love them. Do you, I love I, do you like the aloe drinks? Have you seen those too? Yeah, the aloe drinks. So again, aloe's not going to be sweet at all. But Right, uh, but it gets amped up with yeah. stuff. But well, you end yeah, up yeah. chewing your drink. That's yeah, the yeah, funny chew- part. <laughs> like, and some people love that. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, like you said, it's something to do. I know. <laughs> I, what I liked about that last one that we did is I can do shots of that and I don't have to like drink a whole bottle of this stuff. Correct. Because some of these women are carrying around these gigantic bottles but, of kombucha. And this is what I'm saying. Like, what is too much? What becomes a habit? What is, you know, you over chia because you were, in yeah. your mind, you were thinking health, health, Curing health, cancer. chia, yeah, chia. Yeah, right. And so, but my point is, is like, maybe if we don't go overboard, maybe if we just think of moderation and doing like a little shot of this, what's too much? What's not enough? It's Is it personal? Yeah. Again, I think it's a sugar thing, right? I mean, I really feel like 
you know, if you're drinking a huge two bottles of this, that's 32 grams of sugar. I mean, yeah. it's sugar. So sugar it's is sugar is sugar, whether it's in kombucha or soda. And it's canceling or, out your other health properties? Well, we can talk all about fructose and what it does to your liver <laughs> and, you know, all those things that I don't like. Right. But, you know, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. But but fructose just is metabolized differently in the body. But we like it, right? That's what the sweetness piece. But again, the idea, we want to try to ration it. Right. So again, just because it's a health drink, then it's like, oh, I'm not even going to look at the sugar because it's good for me. It's like eating yogurt now. This you don't pay attention halo. to it. This is the health halo that scares me because we all buy into it. You know what I mean? And you right. don't look at the pieces of it. And, 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 and I mean, you know, whatever you choose to do is great. It's just that be aware of what you're doing because a right, lot of exactly. people are buying things and thinking I'm being healthy. And then they, they, they give up because they're like, well, I'm not getting healthier. And it's right. because they're just not doing the right things. Right. And it's choice. Are you going to drink this or a soda? Drink this. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's right. a choice thing if that's what you're right. going to do. Drinking this versus water? I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're getting some probiotic. You're getting some, some beneficial properties. Are you getting enough to do anything? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I love all these questions and more. Now, Paul, where can people find you? So I practice out in Woodbury. So I'm at uh, TaylorMade Nutrition, which is a gluten-free store. So I just have a clinic in the back. Okay. So I'm there two days a week. And you can find them, but they can find you at... Uh, oh, yeah. My, so my website's just my name. So okay. paulrate.com. P-A-U-L-R-A-T-T-E. So okay. you and can see that and read my little bio on my children taking cod liver oil. Good. <laughs> well, if people want to send you questions or, you know, and, you know, you're open for that kind of stuff, that's great. And you're part of the Northwest Health Sciences University, yep. you know, teaching program. So they can find you that way too. Thank you for being here. Great, yeah. thanks Thank for having me. Thank you for the shot of kvass. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. we should do that every show. I liked it. <laughs> it's all good. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by Red Rabbit and Red Cow. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We are having such a good time today. We are live out at MSP Magazine's Fit Fest. We are at the University of Minnesota Wellness Center. The campus, right on campus. It is right on campus, four levels. And we are here just exploring what it means to be fit and healthy. And It's really wellness all around. Yes. Because there's acupuncture, you can get a massage. You can, you know, there's some really good centering crystals that you can get to here. And yes. As well as kicking your butt at like a fitness class and torque cycling and things like that. And you can, of course, yeah, the aviary kids are kind of nuts. Yeah. Our special guest here is Luke Shimp, and he is our sponsor of our show. So we first start out to say thank you uh, with Red Cow and Red Rabbit. And you have your five-year anniversary for the Red County Dyna. I know. Can you believe is it? Five, no. years. five years. And look how many. It's I like mean, a lifetime. It is a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, look at the lines on my face <laughs> and the know. lack of hair I have. I know. <laughs> but you, so if that, that was your first one and that was five years ago, you have uh, five restaurants right now and a sixth coming online. Big news broke this week. Yep. You are going to be opening a Red Rabbit in the four, uh, current Wild Onion space that's going to be closing at March 31st. You're going to convert to a Red Rabbit for St. Paul. Yeah, we're really excited about that. That that deal literally came together in about seven to ten days. I ran into Jay one night, uh, the owner of Wild Onion, at a at an event, and I just ha by happenstance, just by you know going, hey, if you ever want to sell that place, yeah. let me know. Yeah. All of a sudden, my phone rings the next day and it says Jay Selman on it. It says, can we get together for coffee? So literally I grabbed Tracy and business partner and wife and, His wife. and our, and our yeah. son uh, Michael and said, hey, let's go talk to Jay. And we did the deal over a latte. Oh my God. At the Caribou on Grand Avenue. We, uh, we, I kind of knew what we were willing to pay and he mm -hmm. had a number and we sat there and talked and drank a latte and we figured God, it out. that's so old school. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that 
so great. Yeah. But yeah. when you think about how difficult it is for restaurants to find space right now, and I know that my brother-in-law who works for Texas Roadhouse is looking for a space, and it's just, it's very challenging. You have to have all the right factors. Well, so the numbers have to make sense. And yeah. The population has to be where you want it and all that stuff. Yeah, and that, that space, you know, to me, is one of the best on Grand Avenue. It says 50-plus parking stalls. Yeah. Um, the building's been there a long time. It's been, restaura- it's been a restaurant, I think, for... 35, 40 years, yeah. different iterations of restaurants. Uh-huh. Beautiful patio. Um, that's one thing that I always keep looking at when we are looking at property. I don't want to go just anywhere. I kind of want the A locations. And, and if we can't have an A location, a lot of times I just won't do it. Don't do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. So you had seen that. And what made you decide to do a red rabbit? Instead of a red cow. <laughs> well, you know, we have the red cow on Cathedral Hill. And um, and true. I feel like the market's saturated with red cows. We have four. Um I think that's enough. I think oh, that's enough really? for the Twin that's Cities. Really? That's big news, too. Yeah. yeah, I don't think, I'm unless somebody twists my arm or... Unless I, you find something that's like yeah. a magic deal. Yeah, right? magic deal, or maybe, you know, you know, hint, hint, if somebody, you know, in Excelsior has a great spot. I was going to say, uh, we don't have any on the Wee <laughs> yeah. Subs, babe, so yeah. we should talk. Yeah, you've went, got North Loop, mm-hmm. you've got the former Green Mill mm-hmm. on Hennepin, yep. which that one is packed all the time. Yeah, yeah that one's a you great store for Selby us. You have Selby in St. Paul, and then the Edina at 50th celebrating their 50th an- yeah. or five-year anniversary. Yeah, so I think, you know, and, and they're all in kind of core urban neighborhoods, yeah. and that's really our MO is to try to stay core urban. But I would say that if we found the right space, um, maybe we'd do one more. But right now, what I'm telling the team and my vision for the team is that we're done with Red Cow in this market. Um, and I'd like to do, you know, the Red Rabbit in St. Paul. And there might be room for one more Red Rabbit in the Twin Cities metro, but it may, maybe not. I think it we might just hold off there. We do have another project for 2019 that we're getting close to announce here in uh, another uh, few weeks. Oh, I was just going to ask you. Yeah. yeah we have, okay. Uh, non, uh, yeah, it, it'll be a kind of a combo pack, and it'll, it'll be fun. It'll, we're venturing into a new market for us. So. Oh, good. Okay, so maybe, like, if I was guessing, and you're not going to confirm or deny, but maybe, like, new market, meaning, like, maybe fast casual type of restaurant? Mm, no. Nope, since we're seeing not, a lot of that? Nope, not fast casual. I'll, I'll say no on that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> Stephanie already knows. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, well, she kind of knows because I hinted to her about yeah. six months ago. But, yeah. Because we've been working on a deal for about nine months with another. There's, uh, yeah, there's two things that I could ask you about, but I yeah. won't do it on air. Yeah. Can I ask you, like, in your life, is the red thing standing? So are we maybe like red fish, maybe red frogs, I, maybe You know what? Red... I don't actually have a name for it right now. It, it, it'll... Uh, that's a that's a great question, and we yeah. haven't we haven't thought of a name. We we know we know what we want to do. We have a vision. Tracy and I've kind of got a vision of what we want to want to do and what it what it'll be. And uh, so it's a little bit dependent on the city. We're still working yep. through some uh, obstacles with the city and and on the property that we're purchasing to uh, to make the space what we want it to be. Yeah. Can we just talk you and I? So you're a family owned restaurant. I think people assume that Red Cow is a chain. Yeah, we um, get we get we. Everybody uses that C word for us. And it just you know it what it is. Drives it's a collection. <laughs> I mean, technically, you might say it's a chain, but it's more of a collection because yeah. it's locally owned. You're independent. Mm-hmm. You're small, and yeah. it's it's all in the same market. Yeah, in our family, you know, we are truly a family-run business. Michael and Peter, our two sons, went off to college. One got a business degree with finance and marketing. The other one got a business degree in hospitality management and a nutrition degree. So they came back, joined the company. They're uh, they run they run our kind of our you know what we call the corporate office. They do all the stuff that nobody 
nobody else wants to do HR, payroll, yeah, <laughs> paying right. the bills, the stuff. Yeah, learning about the business, and then uh, you know, then we have um, Ian, Josh, and Travis, who are our directors for culinary operations and and beverages, and then myself and Tracy's in the business, but she has her day job. We joke she's the only one in the family with two jobs. With she has two day, jobs, yeah. <laughs> she yeah. has her day job at U.S. Foods as a regional sales manager and and such, but it's. It's uh, we really are a family business, and and then uh, you know very collaborative. Where Ian, Josh, and Travis have a seat at the table, uh, and as we're making these big decisions, they 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 get to weigh in. Yeah, and it's qu- it's quite fun. So well, so do you call generational, which is I think important because you have you know been in the industry for a while. At you know we've grown mm-hmm. on, into this level, mm-hmm. but yet to see what those next kind of aspects and perspectives are is interesting it it is fun to teach them too you know they're they're 23 and 26 and to and then joshine and travis they're all 30 to to 40 and to teach everyone about the business because as you said five years in this business is a long time i've been in the market now 16 years since i left racing right and uh and and it's a tough business i mean if you it's funny we were looking we just moved this week and so obviously in the last week we're packing and you moved your house we did we sold our house and and uh, we moved downtown into a condo we're doing oh you downsized into the north loop we did we moved in the north loop we're in a we're in a condo talk about you know we almost got divorced this week it it happens (laughs) been there yeah um so stressful oh it's so stressful the, especially when you you know you have all this kid stuff that I mean we, we were going through photos of you know them at you know in the third grade the second grade to, and to what do you senior. hold on to yeah what do you keep oh what God, don't you keep no, so believe it or not we held on to it all I yes, rented a storage you building you know, we have did a, you really oh, yeah, just oh we filled up two AAA mover trucks full of stuff happy just, wife <laughs> happy life though yeah. I'm just gonna say you'll go through it later yeah eventually we'll, we'll we'll part ways but uh but yeah so that that's been fun to move downtown and uh and kind of just we're gonna try it for a year I think we did a 15 month lease so we're yeah. gonna try it and we'll see what happens so your red rabbit in St. Paul is this gonna be something that's like the same is it gonna be kind of or is it gonna have a different flavor um I think it'll it'll be similar. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably end up with a few different menu items. We're going to add a, a little bit more of a beer component to it. The first Red Rabbit, we stuck to cocktails, cocktails. and wine, right. um, and beer is kind of an afterthought. Yeah. And in hindsight, I, I'm, I'm regretting that decision. Oh. I wish we would have had 36 beers or something. You know, having Red Cow across the street, we were like, well, if you want beer, you go across you go the there, street. Right. If you and, and both places, Red Cow and Red Rabbit, really have awesome, impeccable wine lists from Jason Coulson. But then the cocktail program at Red Rabbit, is just a tick elevated yes. over um, the cocktail program at Red Cow. And but I think there's just more. Yeah, yeah, there, there is. There's just, just more. more. And you yeah. do your own uh, bottling of yeah. cocktails for brunch, which I love that. Yeah, we make we make so many cocktails. Ian, uh, Ian, Ian's actually on a hiatus right now of making cocktails. We're, the, the cocktail Ian program, Walther, I think... it's yeah, full. Yeah, we've, uh, <laughs> I think we've gone too far, so we're bringing them back to center just a little bit. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but, but, no, I, I think, you know, that's one thing, too, that I uh, am learning, I I think each red cow should have its own little bit of niche for each yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. Maybe a couple of menu items that'll change. So we'll, we're going to do that with Red Rabbit for sure. Good. Have a few, and it won't be an exact carbon copy interior um, where the red cows have a you know very similar feel, but each one has its own feel for True. for um, for the space. Uh, you know, like in Uptown, I just uh, met a local artist, or I've known him for a while. So this week we just sec- secured some local art to go on the wall and things of that nature. So each store has its own little bit of flavor, and yeah. we'll uh, and he'll have a little placard. His name. Drew Beeson, he makes some really. Oh, we know Drew. Oh, yeah, say yeah. Drew's great. We know Drew. So, yeah, he's a he's That's a buddy fun. of mine through Chris Foster, and yep. and uh, I'm, so we're putting up a big piece at oh, good. at uh, Red Cow Uptown. It'll be fun. Oh, that'll be excellent. And one of the things about Red Rabbit St. Paul that I'm just, I mean, outdoor dining, mm-hmm. that Grand Avenue patio there is 
beautiful, tremendous. There's a fireplace outside. I'm, I'm assuming you'll expand on just making that a lovely place to be. Yeah, we'll, we'll continue with that um, with that patio, uh, and we'll have the sidewalk seating because, you know, that whole front of that building opens up with those yes, accordion with doors. doors. Oh, yeah, it's so going to be good. great. But I uh, want to remind everyone, tomorrow at yes. Red Cow at 50th Street, we have a DJ. We're doing a DJ brunch. DJ oh, Steve's will be there from 10 to oh, 2. I love DJ C's. And, uh, and at, so at that location only, DJ. But everywhere, we have $5. So in honor of five years. We five have, years. Yeah, we got $5 Fulton beers. We have $5 uh, Moscow mules, $5 Ultimate burgers, and $5 uh, breakfast poutines. Oh, yeah. And then also across the whole platform, we're giving away a, pro- a, proceed, a portion of our proceeds for the day um, to Books on Wings which is a bartender that works for us, Josh Polly. He's running for Minneapolis School Board. He started this foundation, and, and it's uh, about getting uh, books and getting them into the hands of underprivileged kids. So, I love it. I love and, this. And that's a big piece that we do that a lot of people don't know, and we're going to talk about it more this okay. year. Is, um, you know, last year, Red Cow and Red Rabbit donated over $100,000 to various charities throughout the local community, all local, nothing national. I did not know that. All local. Yeah. Um, we, we give back a lot of them uh, as a family. Yeah. That's a big piece of ours is to give back, and, and uh, it's one of the reasons why we built the company was, A, to create jobs. That's yeah. really when people say, what's your purpose? Well, we create jobs. We provide growth and opportunity for those who want it in our organization and then to give back to the community. Well, we will make sure that we do a better job of letting people know the charitable yeah. angles this year. But thank you so much for allowing us to do what we do. It's really tremendous. It's important. And I will just say, whenever I say to my husband, where do you want to go to eat? That. His number one Red statement cow? is red cow. Red cow. And it's like a question. Red cow? Like red anytime cow? I will let him. Because yeah. that's where he wants to go 24-7. Well, he and I are in cl- complete alignment. Because Trace yeah. says, where do you want to go tonight? I go, Red, red Rabbit? Cow? Red, red Cow? Red, red Rabbit? Red, red Cow? Red cow? Uh, uh, but no, thank you. Anyway, actually, really thank you to the community for allowing us to do what we do. Yeah. Um, everyone's support that they've given us over the last five years is why we're able to do what we do and provide that growth and opportunity for everyone that Love works it. for us. Thank you so yeah, much awesome. for everything. Thanks, we'll be Lord. right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March with Stephanie Hansen, and we are at FitFest. We are. We're wrapping it up. Getting all fit and healthy and buzzy. Yes, this is just a great day. Hopefully, you guys have either gotten a chance to come or, you know, maybe think about it for next year. Because I think this is a thing that is getting bigger and bigger and better and better. Between our uh, starting out with our acupuncture. Yep. And our kombucha, my gut is feeling so healthy. I'm feeling good in the gut. I tell you what. Really good. Um, So this is where we talk about the moral of the story and events. And I just want to start out and remind people that the Charlie Awards is still available to purchase tickets. Um, The Charlie Awards are a peer-to-peer recognition of the best in food and drink in the Twin Cities area. Our friend Suze Ellickson started this, and um, it's really a great event. They have tickets where you go to like the award show, there's an after party, there's a VIP reception. Uh, Charlie'sExceptional.com is where you can get tickets and it will be at the Pantages. The after party will be at Seven Steakhouse. And the event is going to be while well, I'm gone, but it is February 25th. Cool. And it's the seventh annual. And there are some great people up for nominations um, this year. So if you're in the industry and you want to support it or you just like going out to eat and want to have a fun time get tickets um let me tell you there is a new fried chicken spot in the midtown global market where we often go and it's called mama d's kitchen oh i'm super excited by this destiny brooks is the chef owner she is doing some deep south fried chicken she's got old man will's black eyed peas yum she's got pork ribs and pulled pork she's doing soul food and southern food 
And I'm excited by that. Yeah. And I the Midtown Global see, Market. Because yes. that's where that Moroccan flavors is. I yes, love that place. That place is huge. I'm telling you that Midtown Global Market, I know that it's had its ups and downs and it kind of gets, you know, peaks and valleys, but there are some really great fun things there besides hot Indian, obviously. Yes. They're still there doing great in Doritos and Our friend Kitchen in the Market is there. Yep. I just wish that they would change the rules where you could be in a market like that and go from stall to stall with a beer. Yeah. I don't, well, I mean, that's what they need to do. They do it in Milwaukee. And they it do just, it everywhere. It, it attracts everywhere so many people. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the fact that you can have a beer and hang out. Like, you can go to Rabbit Hole and have cocktails, which, of course, is great. But if you wanted, like, you want to, if you wanted to get Moroccan flavors and I wanted to get, uh, you know, the Mama D stuff and we meet in the middle, we can't. And maybe we wanted to shop and have a beer and talk and about what it. we were going to have for dinner that night. It right. would just make the experience better. But I'll complain about that another day. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we can do that. Hey, do you know our favorite little Randy's Pizzeria? <gasps> Randy Huffmeyer Randy in Huffmeyer. Oakdale. He is closing on February 19th. <gasps> For, for remodeling. Oh, because I just about... I know, but listen to this. He is changing over to be a 100% gluten-free pizzeria. Well, if anyone can make gluten-free taste as good as gluten-full, it is Randy. It is Randy. Those pizzas are... And, of course, he's still the guy who ships heart-shaped pizzas around the country all year round. You know, all year long he can do that for you. But um, And now he can do it for you gluten-free. He's been having some health issues and he realizes that uh, leading a gluten-free life is better for him. And so he decided that he's just going to go for it. Really? Yep. Instead oh, of saying, that's excellent. I love the fact that instead of saying like he's going to close down, he's going to leave the business to somebody else, he's going to sell it. He's saying, I'm going to do, I'm going to keep doing this, but I'm just going to switch gears. And he's going to, there's not that many fully gluten-free pizzerias in the country. He's, he's kind of leading a trend. I love it. Yeah. I'm all caught up here. All right. So here are some other things that are going on. Oh, by the way, it's restaurant week. Well, let us discuss. <laughs> so restaurant week is where you get an opportunity to go to Twin Cities restaurants, either for lunch or for dinner. And for a pre-fee price, yes, you will get either a two or a three course meal. Sometimes people do a little differently and have a little extra special something. But Stephanie, where are you excited for people to be eating this year? Do you know year? that Cafe Alma? For the first time ever, is in restaurant week. Are they doing toasts? Uh, No, they're doing a beautiful uh, lamb burger. Oh, I love their lamb burger, actually. I know. I'm telling you that they have, uh, they've got, of course. Lamb burgers are underrated, people. Would you all put them on the menu? Like, I would like, I would like to go to your burger place and I would like a lamb burger, a bison burger, and a beef burger. That would be. Yeah. I don't ever think of the bison burger, to be quite honest with you. Oh, I love bison. I never. I don't go there. In Colorado, in almost everywhere has the choice of ordering bison instead of regular beef, and they charge you like two bucks more. And you would do that? Oh, yeah. It tastes different. It's it's gamier, it does. but it's it ha- better. It's meatier. Yeah, it it's, just tastes It has good. like a meatier s- sense to it. Yeah, no, now my internet's going. Um, but I would go there. I would also say that here's kind of a fun thing. The Impossible Burger is Which that is the, the non-meat but tastes like not, meat alternative. Yeah. It's a non-meat burger that actually has... It's an interesting burger. At Hell's Kitchen? It's at... But for Restaurant Week, you can find it at the Howe Daily Kitchen. I don't even know where that is. That is over in South Minneapolis. It used to be the rail station, the rail... Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, off of Minnehaha. Yes. And so they're... And Hiawatha. Yeah. And so they're doing that. I think that's kind of a fun way to try it because it's a $50 lunch. The Howe Kitchen. The Howe Daily Kitchen. All right. I know. What do you think about... 15 bucks for... uh, Hasty Tasty. Would you go... Have you been to the Hasty Tasty yet? I haven't. Okay. I am interested. I like the aesthetic of it. I like their Instagram. I'm... Yeah... Well, I'm, I've been shopping them on Instagram. Is that, well, that's, <laughs> that's a thing. 
You're shopping these places you want to go to prepare. Okay, they have a $25 dinner, and this is why I wanted to tell you. There's a lamb meatloaf Oh, that you might want to try there. That and sounds very smoky, comforting. Smoky, because they have a they have a smoker in the back. Smoky ancho yeah. chili lamb meatloaf. Yes, yum. For on a twenty five dollar dinner, a three course dinner for twenty five dollars. Yeah, that's pretty great. Don't you think that's the best part about, in my mind, you know, the whole restaurant week is that you can there's I mean the you can spend thirty five dollars and get three courses of dinner. Yeah. Where else can you do that? How else can you do that? Okay, let's talk about the M Street Cafe macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Have you had it? Yes. It's with blackened chicken on it. Yum. I lost my mind the first time I tried that. M Street Cafe is this hidden little gem in the basement of the St. Paul Hotel. Yes. And they have just a a delicious lunch spot if you're looking for a place in downtown St. Paul. And they're open for dinner, too. And it's just a cute little... It's it's nothing like fancy. It is a no. restaurant ho- in a hotel in the basement. Yeah, but it's real good food. It's really sort of a pop in, and yeah. I think that a lot of the people who work in that area know about it. You yes, know, so it's the, office the secret workers. little St. Paul spot. I like it, and it's a fifteen dollar lunch, and you can get a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm just I'm up for that. I'm definitely up for that. You know who else is really great? El Vento. I was trying to think about places that I haven't been back to in a while. That's in Uptown. I love that place. It's kind of not really Uptown. It's Lake Calhoun. Is that what we call it? Lakes. It's Nicomas area. Alvento. What? What am I I thinking? You're thinking maybe Renata, which is in Uptown, but Alvento is the other one. That is here. Let's pull this up if we can. But they have a meatball panini on the $10 lunch. I just want to say that. And they've got some really great short ribs with gorgonzola for the dinner. There's a lot of pasta. There's a lot of gnocchi and things like that. But short ribs, yum. Short ribs, it's kind of the time for it. It is the time for it. And now it's the time for us to be it's done. It's time to go work out. Are you going to go work out? Uh, I'm going to work out <laughs> on Lake of the Isles, go skating and eat lunch. Oh, that How about sounds that? good. I love it. I'm going to be off for the next couple of weeks. We've got Elizabeth Reese filling in and a special magical guest that Stephanie will tell you about later. <laughs> See ciao, 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 everyone. See you in a couple of weeks.